Hello and welcome to the Bizarre Briefs podcast. My name is Dave Eisenstatter. I'm the editor of The Valley Advocate here in Northampton, Massachusetts, where we do weekly Bizarre Briefs. And I'm here with Trumpy of Hits 94.3. That's right. It's going really well. And I always like to mention that we're here in my cubicle. Um, Where we talk about weird news, the strange things that have happened this week. (laughs) Um, And we're not limited to any geographic area. In fact, this first one is all the way across the world in South Africa. I love it. So they make gin in South Africa. <gasps> I but know the story. There are some different ways that some people do it. <laughs> um, there's a special ingredient that this gin maker, Indlovu Gin, uses. It's what, elephant. What, what kind of gin? It's it's elephant dung. It's elephant dung uh, made into gin. And you might think. Well, what is it about elephant dung that makes anybody think that this could go in a beverage of any kind? Well, they have an answer. They have a very wide-ranging diet that includes flowers and fruits, only one-third of which they digest. And the flavor that's, uh, that comes out of this botanical digestive stew is described as lovely, wooded, almost spicy, earthy. Mmm. Elephant dung. It's poop. They're making gin out of poop. Yeah. And the way it's almost funny how they how so they got their first shipment of elephant dung in the mail, <laughs> which I guess people mail elephant dung. That's how you, you can order it through the mail. But now they've upgraded to harvesting it with their bare hands. Oh yes. You, you get a, a get a, a better feel for it. It's, yes. it's more of a um it's more of an art art art. Uh, it's dumber that way. <laughs> what What would you pay for a an elephant dung bottle of gin? You know, like six bucks. It sells for thirty two dollars a bottle. I hope it's a large bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you want more of it? Oh man. Well, I mean, I got a real easy story for yep. you here. Um, South Dakota, you've heard of that state? Yes, I have. They, it's just like North Dakota, only a little further this south. This is true. They have unveiled a brand new anti meth campaign. Okay. And uh, this is important. Meth is terrible. Yes. Except the anti-meth campaign slogan is meth. We're on it. (laughs) (laughs) Who came up with that one? Was that like an official like state That was official. There is videos. There are billboards. Meth. We're on it. That is a terrible slogan for anti-meth campaign. How does it get to billboard level? Agreed. from, From like, I can see that getting to like accidental somebody blurts it out at the boardroom or the the whatever Did you say boardroom yeah this is what i think a bunch of old white men mm. yeah okay They're just right yeah and then they just put it on a bunch of billboards done um terrible idea so <laughs> meth we're on it come on when you go to mcdonald's you can get uh like tea there and there there's a certain mcdonald's where if you order a tea with Extra lemon. They'll give you something that is more than just the tea. What? Uh, this person. <laughs> I'm. I'm, in, I'm listening. Yeah. Well, this person in South Carolina, Hilton Head, ordered a tea with extra lemon. Drank the tea, and at the bottom were three small bags of marijuana. So the person behind the counter thought that he was saying the secret pass word to get some drugs. This person had never tried marijuana in their life, so they didn't recognize the smell, and they described themselves as being high as a kite, and they reported it to the local authorities. 
I've heard of restaurants this happening where an employee is like, this will be great. I'll I'll sell drugs to the drive-thru if people order this. Because <laughs> like, it's probably the most unusual order, you know? Like, so, like, McDonald's would probably could be the fish fillet. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, ordering a tea with extra lemon. That, that doesn't seem weird to that, me. That seems like he's probably giving away a lot of drugs well, that he is losing money on. I will ask you, did you know McDonald's sold hot tea? I mm, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really been to that many McDonald's no. oh, recently. Got, recently, it's but, okay. I have no fast food shame. Yeah, I love McDonald's. I mean, I was like definitely a, a, a Happy Meal addict as a as a tyke, but I haven't been there as recently. Would you? Uh, <laughs> oh, do I get a choice? What's the your choice? Yeah, I got money laundering, or or I have a question. I have a money money laundering story, or a question for you. Is there a time where you think bribery is okay? Oh. Gosh, do I duck that question? Well, no. Let's let's get into this. Okay. Is there a time when bribery is okay? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Two RMV employees in South Carolina have been arrested for letting people pay bribes to skip the line. Mm. Have you been to RMV? Like here I, in Mass? Yes, right, the line yes. is ridiculous. Yes. I would pay somebody money to skip the line. Did you know? So we have a local uh, marijuana dispensary here in Northampton, and there was somebody yeah. recently who was standing in line and had like a sign, and the sign said, want my spot in line? Pay me X. And the X would go up like the closer you got to the front um, because the lines were pretty... They used to be very long. Now yeah. they're they're long, but they're not. Uh, yeah, that guy's as long. brilliant. Yeah, right. Brilliant. So these guys are just the same thing, right? So yeah, well, different because they're actual employees, like behind the counter. Yeah, right. So, so it's, it's not it's, really the same at all. You know, yeah, not really the same <laughs> at all. But uh, I do think this would be this will be a good scenario for a person to do. Though I'm standing in line. You want to buy my place in line? You mm. can. But uh, so they are actually um, facing bribery charges currently. Yeah. But uh, Man, to be able to pay to skip the line in the RMV, <laughs> I'm down. So you maybe should go into their court case as like a character witness and just say like these people were doing good. You know, are you gonna? Are you up for that? Maybe, I'm, not maybe going, not. I'm not going to South yeah. Carolina. That's a long way. Oh, my thing wasn't that. Was, that's where the extra lemon was. Extra was, lemon, yeah, South Carolina. Was well, there we South go. Carolina. Big so news I have day. A, I've got a snack one for you. I, I love snack. I know you like the snack one. This is a uh, up in Maine, private school celebrating 43 years. That a science teacher there, 43 years has elapsed since that science teacher unwrapped a Twinkie, left it on a table, and left it to decompose. It never decomposed. It's still the exact same size and shape that it started as. What's different now is that it's it's gray <laughs> and a little bit more crumbly. I've heard creepy things about Twinkies. Yeah. I, I don't think I want to eat one. Yeah, right. I How just, long was it? Forty-three years, and it's now. But I mean, it doesn't. I guess it looks a little bit. It looks gray now, and it's got a more crumbly texture. You know, that's disturbing, right? Yeah, which I wouldn't want. So this teacher has since retired. He actually retired. So he opened this in nineteen seventy-six, which is forty-three years ago. I just turned forty-two, and I'm seventy-seven. This Twinkie's older than you, regardless of the year. This Twinkie is older <laughs> than you are. Because we're skipping the math part because we both are terrible. Yeah, I yeah, I'm cool with that. But I can't, I don't. this teacher retired in two thousand and four, which is I'll do the math on that one. Fifteen years ago, and this Twinkie has remained. And this just tells you not. To, oh boy, that was that was terrible. This just tells you not to eat Twinkies. Yeah. 
Do not do not eat a Twinkie now. Do not eat a Twinkie in 43 years after you've opened it. That was a little Dr. Seuss there. It's probably the same. Do not eat a Twinkie now. <laughs> do not eat a Twinkie yesterday. Do not eat one in the future. Just do not eat a Twinkie. Um, practice what you preach. Okay. Money laundering. Practice what you preach. That's good advice. How how did somebody misinterpret that advice? Well, a creative? University of Miami professor who's Florida. an ex- expert on... Ethics? Money laundering. Oh, money laundering, okay. Has been busted for, can you guess? Money laundering is my guess. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he was launder- laundering money for criminals in Venezuela and Colombia, took a 10% cut. He has laundered about $3 million. Because mm. <laughs> who suspects the money laundering expert, right? I mean, you're teaching people not to money launder mm. where... Right? Well, or, well, they suspected him when they found a bank account that seemed suspicious and it got shut down, and then he just opened another one. <laughs> well, he know, he's an expert. He knows how to do all those things. Mm-hmm. He also has recently been speaking out about how poor of a job most governments are. Most governments are doing it. It's stopping money laundering and organized crime. So he was also like, hey, governments are not very good at this. I know from experience. <laughs> So that's actually not as weird a story as it could be, because this guy just planned, you know, several decades in advance what he wanted his career to be, which was a money launderer. And he decided a prerequisite to that was he needed to become a professor on the ins and outs of money laundering. And clearly, I guess he did okay for a little while. Yeah. Well, he probably could have done a little done with a few more years before he went for it i for the long well i apologize i'm yawning but you know because it's only three o'clock in the afternoon i for a long time thought money laundering was in fact like putting laundry in like a washer and then it's clean so you can spend it on whatever you want yeah i don't you probably got a salt in a movie okay i've got uh no this is what i'm gonna do this one so i've traveled a little bit went to iceland once at, in Iceland, they have a museum called the Phallological Museum, which means oh, the which, which means the penis museum. We're going penis. I love yeah. it. Um, and uh, I love a good penis. Story. It's a weird. It's a weird museum. Well, there's let's like, talk about the penis. There's I mean, like, really, there's like penises in jars from different animals, and it has a bunch of. It's a strange museum. Well, but there was the no. You don't want to talk to me about the penis. Well, I I'm, I haven't even gotten to the real story part. <laughs> I just want to say penis. Okay. Well, why don't you? All right. Okay. No, I'm going to continue with the. I'm going to continue with the story. There was no equivalent vagina museum until this past week, where in London, Camden, Camden, which is a borough of London, finally they have the British Museum. They have the Charles Dickens Museum. They now have the Vagina Museum. And uh, the person who opened the museum mentioned the Iceland Museum and said there was no equivalent. So she wanted to open this place up. It's opening with an exhibition called Muff Busters, Vagina Myths and How to Fight Them. And that's going to be going up through February. And then there's going to be more exhibitions uh, starting then. So they want to focus on history of menstruation and current social and political issues. I could make jokes, but there's no... I think this is great. There really should be. If there's going to yeah. be one, there should be another. Yeah, like, definitely. Both are silly in a way, but probably serve many purposes because, you know, there's idiots like me that just think saying penis is funny, especially <laughs> into a microphone. And I, you know, but these and things are important. And it's and it's great because, you know, one's in Iceland, one's in England. You can, they're both in like the North Atlantic. So you but can kind of just hop from one to the other. Did you notice that the Vagina Museum is near the Charles Dickens Museum? Yes, it is near the Charles. It's in the same borough. 
Oh, Charles Dickens. Thanks for listening to the Bizarre Briefs podcast. Check us out on valleyadvocate.com. Give us a like on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Don't forget to listen to my radio show.